Welcome to episode 93 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I talk to Tommy and Caitlin from the Alphabet Rockers. They have a brand new album out called Rise, Shine, Woke. And I got to see them perform at an elementary school in South San Francisco. I got to see firsthand the impact that they have on students with their message of change. It was an incredibly moving experience. My time with them coincided with the news about the current administration working to end DACA. It was clear that so many of the students that were at the Alphabet Rockers program at the school were fearful about what they were hearing from the government. I got to speak to a few students and a teacher about the mood in the classrooms, and I was relieved to hear that there was a general attitude of positivity. The teachers at the school were so dedicated and engaged, and it was noted by Caitlin and Tommy of the Alphabet Rockers and me. Thanks to the educators in lower-income areas who are making their students' education positive and joyful during what is a truly difficult time. This album by the Alphabet Rockers tackles issues of change in a profound way. Caitlin, Tommy, and I did not hesitate or pull any punches with what we are talking about. We're concerned. And the music that they're making is really an entryway for families to talk about issues of injustice, of differences between people. And I, I cannot recommend it enough. We did not Again, hesitate. This is a fairly deep conversation, but it's an important conversation. And the message of the Alphabet Rockers is one that everyone needs to hear. Hope you like that clip of music at the beginning. That was the song Shine from their brand new album, Rise, Shine, Woke. You can hear it all the way through in its entirety. Before we get to my conversation with Tommy and Caitlin, I want you to hear from a few of the students that were at the program that the Alphabet Rockers put on, as well as one of the teachers. The whole day, the conversation with the students and my time with Tommy and Caitlin was completely inspiring. I hope that you find it to be the same for you and your family. With no further ado, some students from Martin Elementary School, one of their teachers, and then Tommy and Caitlin from the Alphabet Rockers. What's the best part about it? Yeah. You gotta no, talk loud. I'm Mike. I have a podcast. It's like a radio show. But I wanted to see what you guys thought of that. Was that awesome? Yeah. Yeah. What was, you like the music? You like rap like that? Yeah. Sweet. All right. Mike. My, my name's Mike, by the way. This is like for kind of a radio show. What was your favorite part of that? Um, it's like when like people start dancing. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, yeah. right? And they start the song. Starts yeah. Awesome. What did you like? I liked when we were able to say what we like and able to like make handshakes and make names for our skin colors. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, what did you like? I liked when um when um they were, they were dancing and it was fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And yeah. people like they're like they're trying to make the world change. Yeah, what do you think? That's a pretty strong yeah. Pretty important message, right? They, Make they, the world change. They think all of the people are important. Yeah. Some people need homes. That right. Are right. What do you think? Everybody should be equal. What's that? Everybody should be equal. Right? Everybody should be equal for sure. Yeah. yeah definitely. Equal. Like you two. What do you think? You like that? Yeah. I like. I, I like how so energetic and everyone can dance and be free. Yeah. Everybody can I like, dance. Yeah. Nice. I like your sweatshirt. All right, guys. Do you have more you want to say? Um, I like when they like like do like part rapping because that means like like they um, what's it called they they mean the world to us and they think the world is like they they think the world is important. They think the world's really important and yeah. should be fair for everyone. Thank you very much. The fact that the, this these kids here were so um, in touch with what was going on in the world and in touch with not just like the political side, but also about Houston. Well, and I know that this is, 
could be classified, and I don't necessarily know as like an underserved, underprivileged school, but to hear the reaction when you suggested raising funds for Houston, how does that speak to the character of the kids at this school? I think that the world needs our kids more than, I mean, all kids, but I feel like they understand what it is to suffer, so they have more empathy, and that's the gift that they get. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that kids who have a lot, that's great for them, I'm happy for them. But sometimes the piece that they're missing is that empathy. Mm-hmm. So our kids, even if they don't have a lot, they do have a lot right. inside, and they have the things that matter the most, which is empathy and kindness, right. and knowing that they're the ones who have to make a difference. Yeah. And do you think that the message that these folks were this trying message to convey? Was amazing today. It yeah. was so amazing. Like and timely. It was timely, and we just finished a story talking about. I tell them there's no such thing as race, uh-huh. and that our colors are just climbs. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, there's genetically no such thing as race. So they, my class has heard that. So uh-huh. having that reinforced in this really fun way was right. amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, they were great. They were so engaging great. and it was so cool because we've already named our skin. Uh-huh. So that they <laughs> So they were ready for that. that. Yeah, they, yeah, cafe au lait. Cafe au lait. But yeah, you know, awesome. and in college I learned that there was no genetic basis for race. It's just that means your ancestor a long time right. ago. You know, lived in the heat or lived in the cool yeah, weather. Totally. So, yeah. Thank you so much Thank for your time. You. Sorry, I've Great got- to. I know your hands are full. <laughs> All right, thanks for taking time. I know you're at, at lunch. We got get what good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Oh yeah. So I'm here with the Alphabet Rockers. Why don't you guys hey. introduce yourself? Hey, what's up? <laughs> this is Caitlin McGaw. And this is Tommy Shepard. <laughs> yeah. Our voices may sound different than the CDs. Different than, <laughs> right. Yeah, so we, um, we're at Martin Elementary School in South San Francisco. I just saw a live show. It was awesome. And we're talking a little bit about what the uh, Alphabet Rockers do. And we got a lot of ground to cover. Um, and I will say, right from the outset, it could get like a little bit towards the heavy side, I think, in terms of where we're at as a country, the message that you all are trying to put forth, and I'm willing to go there if you guys are willing to go there. So we'll see how it plays out. Are you um, talking to your listeners? I'm talking to every. I'm talking to myself, <laughs> mostly. I mean, like, it's like... Yeah. Uh, our steez is about taking stuff like this and making it joyful. Yeah. Making it fun. Finding totally the fun did. in it. Yeah. You know? So... Yeah. So let's let's... Before we get into the present, let's go to the past. Right. How did the Alphabet Rockers come to be? It's like KRS One style. Yeah. <laughs> well, you might think we're here, but um, <laughs> it started off as an idea of this lady's. Um, she was just kind of doing classroom visits. Like, teacher got her to do something, and mm-hmm. she she kind of started putting s- songs together, and. She had another friend that she was kind of working with, and I don't know how she named it Alphabet Rockers, but I'm sure there's a story in oh, there. Oh yeah, that was um, a great brainstorm. And it's so crazy, because at the time we knew it was gonna be hip hop and educational, and then like before the album was even released, I was getting phone calls for bookings, and you know as a musician that like you're like, oh. Oh yeah, it's on. Yeah. Oh, it's happening, and yeah. so what do you say when you get that booking call? Absolutely. I'll be there. Even yeah. if you don't have the material <laughs> yet. <Yeah. laughs> so we, even if they're paying you 25 bucks, like I'm in. So we did, um, I did a couple solo shows to test the material. I'd okay. worked with um, some playwrights um, in a group called, that's now called Spotlight Girls, who are still partners oh, cool. of us, to create a show, and then I was like, who is gonna, be the one to be on stage with this and I knew about Tommy's hip hop crew essentially a hip hop theater group um, called Felonious and they performed as a band and as theater artists so I hit them up and uh, Dan the director of became the director of Alphabet Rockers and Tommy became the star uh-huh. and um, yeah we've just been building and reflecting our the people we serve yeah totally um, so Tell, tell me about tell me about a little bit about your background theater and hip hop and yeah man I've been beatboxing since I was six years old um, <laughs> I'm not gonna let you say that without dropping something oh, <laughs> well I've been beatboxing since six doing the level the tricks with the beatboxing the flow with the head to the toes get the same 
church at, at the same time, and, you know. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's true. It's, it's yeah, I've been it, doing it. Yeah, doing I always it. wanted to be uh, rapping, dancing was always like a, a, a very serious hobby. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I wasn't thinking I'm gonna be a rapper when I get older. Yeah, I actually thought I was gonna be in a circus when I, I thought I was gonna uh-huh. be a, a clown because uh-huh. I, I learned how to tumble, I learned how to unicycle, juggle. Nice. Um, yeah, all this, all this stuff uh-huh. uh, on my own. I thought I was gonna be that, and then this was just like something that was close to me. Uh-huh. So I just stuck. Yeah, stayed great. there. Um, I've gone through like so many different like dumb names <laughs> for myself <laughs> and my art. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, but that was all part of it, like being the 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 highbrowest without being you know kitschy or yeah. corny. Uh-huh. You know. So yeah. I, I love that stuff, wordplay and and music play. I uh-huh. love it. Nice. Hmm. And, and so what's a little bit of your musical background? Um, sure. And I was going to say that last thing that Tommy, the wordplay and music play is where like exactly our like creative overlap. Uh-huh. Um, I did theater growing up um, with no intention of like being a stage actor, but I started writing songs in high school. Um, and actually, when I was at college, I did gospel choir and was less of a soloist and I was at Harvard. And that place is kind of a hard place to believe in yourself, honestly, as an artist. So uh-huh. I took it. I like preserved that part of myself. And then when I moved to the Bay Area, I re like claimed it. Yeah. So it was like all there. And right. um, my background as a musician um, is pianist and songwriter. I used to sing in weddings when nice. I was first starting off at Rockers because you have to raise a lot of money to do this kind of project. Right. So I had a full-time job, worked for the Grammy Awards, sang in weddings, did my gigs on piano, and then started gigging with Tommy. That's awesome. And you know, over time, you just get clearer and clearer about what is really feeding you. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's kind of where it's led me to this. And what's interesting is I think when we started it, I really wanted to do social justice music, but I didn't feel ready to be the voice of it because I felt like young people had evolved so much in the time that I had like, you know, since I was 14. So I was like sitting there at like 25, like I think they know a lot more about the framing, it's essentially of intersectionality today. There was a, a stronger ability to do cross, uh, cross experience examination. And so I like, I think, it took me a little time and us a little time to figure out because hip-hop actually was like very much it was justice to be like we want to bring hip-hop to your school there was always like we were already fighting for that voice because hip-hop meant um things to people dangerous and it's actually a relationship with how folks view black and brown folks Mm -hmm. so it was like are you going to bring my perceptions of black and brown culture into the school and the answer is we're bringing us. <laughs> no, it's like we're bringing black and brown culture into your school, and it's time for you to do your homework. Mm-hmm. And you, <laughs> you don't shy. At least from what I saw today, and I assume that the our concert that I saw is a representation of what you all do. Totally. Is you don't. You, you don't sugarcoat it. You go for it, right? Yeah. Like, how do you describe your skin color? You know, and every kid was thinking about that, and it's not. You know, it's it's not like just this classification. It's not this this classification. It's the whole spectrum, mm-hmm. and you can totally. think of it that way. And and it's definitely social justice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I was, and we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get to this more. But I was like particularly moved living in you know the on the peninsula mm-hmm. of the Bay Area where it is not it's diverse, but it's not diverse like the kids that I saw here. Yeah. And you went into this room right at this assembly kids who had never seen you before and you're just like you like gave them a big like you as much as you could you gave them all a big hug and told mm-hmm. them that they that you love them mm-hmm. essentially and that you were there for them and you cared for them all right mm-hmm. so i don't want any of us to start crying yet but um <laughs> I totally felt like so, that <laughs> you felt like that during the no i mean it, it feels like that we're like yeah. we're showing up for you yeah 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 i mean it took us a very Long, well, not relatively very long time, but uh-huh. as far as in our eleven years that we've been bussing together, it took us a a little bit to understand that they are 
less fragile than we thought. Like when we went mm-hmm. into it, we were talking to all the the, the pediatric experts and mm-hmm. all these people, and they were like, "You gotta develop them. The mind develops in a but 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 but." But our experience taught us that they're not glass, fool, and like we gotta stop like talking to them like that. Yeah. you know, it's so like yeah, I'm like like why there's no separation of like how we talk to each other. Right. They want us to be that real with them. Yeah. They want us to to speak with them as frankly and as openly as possible. Otherwise, they feel small. Right. Totally. You know? And frankly, when we show up as like a multicultural group, um, there if we don't if we're not uh, honest about what that is, <coughs> stuff comes up for kids. They're like, oh, I look like him. You look like this. You know. Mm-hmm. Or we've had kids come up. You look like my mom and dad. And you're like, oh, okay, we got you. You know, it's like it right. means something to everyone. Sometimes right. I'm the only person that looks like me and vice versa, you know. So if we aren't comfortable with that authenticity or that um, sugarcoating, right. like that's on us. When we sugarcoat things, it's often because we're afraid to talk about it. It's not about the kids. Right. Okay, so before <laughs> before we get, like before we keep down that road, I want to ask just the the balance that you all strike between uh, maybe silly is not the right word, but like real serious subject matter on some of your songs, and then some of the the sillier things, like the um, the one, and, and it sort of goes back to the idea of wordplay. So I was as I was listening <laughs> to your stuff yesterday, I I saw the song title "Player's Life," mm-hmm. and I was like, what? What the, okay, so like I have I have like some idea in my mind of like what I'm about to hear, and then it's like. No, so explain yeah. the song a little bit and and like how I was completely wrong and what I thought it was. Sure, <laughs> I mean that. I mean, I guess it was on purpose. Yeah. I mean, like it's hip hop, so why not take some of these things that we know parents are going to be like, "What yeah. players' life? What <laughs> players' holiday? This is a, you know what I mean, like players, and uh, and use it to be like, yeah, players, let's play." I just want you to know I wanna play. Let's be kind. Let's take turns. That's the player's life. That's all we know how to do. Yeah. And then we're back home when the street lights come on. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, right. so, that, you know, we, we heard, we read, so, what did we talk to someone who was talking about the importance of play? Yeah. Another expert. Yeah. You know? Totally. But that's a big, that's a big yeah. thing right it's now. It's a huge yeah. thing. You know what I mean? And so we were like, yeah, man, let's highlight that. This is what we do. We have so much fun when we play. Yeah. And so we've been trying to find that balance between play and, and real, you uh-huh. know? <laughs> totally. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So. It, there's and then there's like the food suite. I guess I would call it the food suite of songs where where you do that. So there's this side of you that that brings joy and brings and I think there's joy throughout. But like the 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 song content, I guess yeah. the lyrical content is not um, directly speaking to like one of these issues that you really deal with head on. That's good enough for me. C is for cookie. Cookie starts to see. So let's turn towards the new album. We'll let people go and find some of the old stuff on their own. But the new album is called Rise Shine Woke with a hashtag before woke, right? So I am not cool. <laughs> Look, let's just get that out of the way. I understand Rise. I understand Stan Shine, and you did a lot of that during the concert. But what, is, what does it mean to be woke, mm-hmm. in your words? Man, it's really not... It's a state of mind. Uh-huh. It's, there's no words for it. It's a state of mind. If I asked you if you were woke, what do you think it is? Oh, you just really turned it. Well, I think it just means, uh, in my mind, what I think it means in this context. Well, I sound like a college professor. It's all good. Oh, yeah, it's right? all like, good. It's like, uh, it's like being aware of what's happening around you, being right. aware of what the issues are in the world, being aware of injustices, and knowing that you know, 
that I guess like in, in this space, like amongst the three of us, it's me being aware that you guys are trying to really make a positive impact. Mm-hmm. And the way, so that's my definition. And I think that probably would be similar to you. Right? Yeah, there's yeah. like, for me, there's subsectors of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you, when I see folks that are woke, um, it's, it honestly, for me, it usually is a person that isn't like me. It's usually like seeing someone that isn't my color, uh-huh. understanding their privilege, understanding mm-hmm. their biases, understanding. Um, <clears throat> and checking them. And, ch- and checking uh-huh. them and not being defensive. And, and you know not being put on the defense by that but actually literally checking um, I think a person that is also woke goes further than than like I'll say it than white people I think like being woke um, as as a male you yeah. have, you gotta be woke yeah um, I feel like there's a lot of biases that we all carry in our lives and if we can actually identify those and see that it's that bias ain't no different than this bias it's just bias right this point of view is no different than this point of view it's just a point of view mm-hmm. you know um but uh, now you know we don't do that as people right you know what i mean like right. if you don't agree with me then bump you right you know? my thing is like <laughs> it's yeah. about like being committed to being uncomfortable and i feel like as a white woman um this society i mean you can read about it. It's like American society has been built to make white women feel comfortable in a way. And mm-hmm. this is like not getting into the feminism of it, but right. the racism of it. And so interrupting those patterns has to be a daily commitment. And that's why I like wake up every day and check it. Because even those Instagram posts of like, don't I look so feminine and pretty, it's in the construct right. of racism. So it's all like connected. And so for me, um, and the other thing is, I feel like there's so many resources out there. This album may be one of the preeminent hip hop children's recordings that's going to give these tools to kids, this language, this self, you know, self evaluation, but for adults too. Right. But there's so many, like, it's a reflection of all the poets, all the activists. Like, there's so many books you can read. Right. Like, Ta Nehisi Coates' uh, yeah. Between the World and Me. People read it and they're like, wow, I didn't know. Um, and being woke is like it's been like this Mm -hmm. and (laughs) right and so not just this was fun for my book club but like how do i actually create space to hold up this man and this boy and this story and this life um so the the record i think and man that got heavy for a second yeah no it's heavy no it's it's, it's good this is this is what it is this is what it has to be and and i think that you know one of the pieces of it that contributes to your collective being woke is that you're not just like posting on Facebook. You're not just like, you know, here's my Instagram post. Like I was, I was there, you know, click, (laughs) hashtag, whatever it is. But this is a brave step for um, a group of artists who primarily, like your primary audience is kids and families Mm -hmm. and I don't know of anyone else that I mean there's protest songs Mm -hmm. everywhere but I don't know of a group that is putting it putting it first and making a record around it and going into a assembly and saying like you know spring you know sprinkle your shine like you're you're you know you're woke like those kids were woke right that's mm-hmm. an example of it they when and we'll maybe we'll touch on that i don't know it got that got like real political real fast but like um <laughs> so but but the record from what i, I read as i was thinking about what we were going to talk about is to to open the conversation to families mm-hmm. um and and being agents of change that's right. that you all are the agents of change hoping that families will be that be that change. Word. Mm-hmm. You got so, it. Yep. Oh, phew. All right. That's awesome. Because the thing is, there's plenty of protest songs. And they... And the other thing about wokeness is they're all connected. Protest songs sometimes sound like, let's get back to before DT. But guess what? We were writing this music and we needed this music as is mm-hmm. before then. Even before. Yeah. So it's not about that. It's about um, tolerance. And it, and so when I hear songs of like, just love each other, it's so much more than that. Right. And that ha- we have to do that work on ourselves. <clears throat> now, I would say 
in the context, I don't know you asked me something different, but I think it's important to know as like white people's uncomfortability is like understanding that black resilience, which is like super easy to understand if I don't know who about all the listeners here, but understanding the resilience of people of color in this country to love and laugh and be and be strong and inspire all of us to be better people. Yeah. That's like the resilience that white people are starting to try to get a hold of. Yeah. I think this. I we haven't even wrapped on it, but it's mm. like I feel like that discomfort is like, wow, I don't I feel like I don't belong here anymore because this isn't humanity. Right. So you know, on the album, you hear, hear little Tommy, he's nine years old, say the future is where everyone feels like they belong. And so there's something in there that like we're talking about future thinking in the voices of children. I think that's the shift is that like protest songs sometimes are like not um, not shifting systems. Yeah. Yeah. I guess um, I get so nerdy. It's like no, really no, quickly is, gets nerdy. Is, uh, no, but like, <laughs> but, well, I think we'll go nerdy. Okay, not thanks. nerdy. <laughs> but well, like, that's what it is. Right, I mean, right. That's why we make the music that we make is because these conversations get like this. So we have to um, supplement cool, fun music to outweigh that heaviness. Yeah. So yes, and I'm fascinated by. Um, I guess the foresight or like just like how in tune you all are with your communities that like mm. you'd started writing this record before, you know, November mm. 2016. Mm-hmm. So um, I just think that that's, I mean, talk about like the right people with the right message at the right time for kids and families who need to hear. I think that's really, I mean, amazingly like mm-hmm. all the puzzle pieces you I don't know if you felt right. this but like like all the puzzle pieces came together like really yeah. fast for this and record it, and it wasn't by accident uh-huh. um we had we did a lot of inquiry uh-huh. with families with parents what are you what are you trying to, to what lessons are you trying to get your kids to hear a lot of them were saying not lessons I need to like I need something for my black boy to not uh-huh. be afraid yeah. to walk around the yeah. corner. Wow. I need something for my for my white child to not witness that and think it's okay. Right. I need, you know, like I need all these things. And from that inquiry between parents and regular people, teachers, even kids, audience members. Audience members, right. like all of that, there was a need for this. You right. know, we originally went in going, you guys like YouTube? You guys will watch a video about blah, blah, blah. they're like, no, but what you need to do, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, oh yeah, you gosh. know. So that's sure. why it wasn't by accident. Sure. We went in and we actually decided one day to unapologetically speak on this stuff. Yeah, um, and we with love. Yeah, with love and hope. Yeah, like it's all right if you're just coming around to caring about this or trying it. Make mistakes with us, like just be about it basically yeah I mean so I have a question here that I thought of and um, I think I know how you'll answer it not necessarily word for word but the vein in which you will answer it so right <laughs> let's open this up even more <laughs> what would you say to families who don't think they're that their kids are ready for the kind of conversations that you want to have or that you're inspiring through this record who don't think they are or who, who don't think their kids are ready for that like, I would say what about you do you want to have this conversation because we can just talk to you mm-hmm. and we can love you and and then you can know that your kids have space for it because they're seeing it in school anyways mm-hmm. so, so there's no and I think that I mean that's for me I, I yeah what do you think Tom I would just not I, I wouldn't say what they're saying is wrong uh-huh. I would just simply say that it's they are that they are ready uh-huh. we have actually said that before you said that people yeah, said, yeah. came you know and was like oh man I don't think my kid is ready for this yeah. and we're like yeah they are because yeah. they're the same age as that person right now the difference was is that person wasn't white <laughs> right, sure. right. you know what I mean and yeah, so yeah. we're like so really what you're saying is is you're not ready right for this not your kid your kids already knows yeah and I think that that actually calls back to what you were saying before about the kids aren't fragile right 
like they can they can be real and you mm-hmm. can be real with them mm-hmm. so i mean this, real quick skin color the reason why we got into that is because a kid asked me why my why my lips were red mm-hmm. or why my lips were brown and she said like why are your lips brown and i was like well, while he was doing his little food calculator dance like yeah. literally she could not think of anything else uh-huh. yeah she's like just <laughs> she had to get it out and i was like well i'm i'm brown so that's probably why my lips are brown and her little brother was like just shocked <laughs> because we weren't the same color but uh-huh. we related so much he was like wait a minute that must be brown too like i gotta be brown too because that guy is me uh-huh. you know and he asked Caitlin, well, am I brown? And she's like, well, yeah. You what know, do you think? What do you think? You're because like, it's like, <clears throat> you you got to see yourself. Right. Yeah. And he was like, yes, I am. Right. And then we realized, too, we kind of all are shades of brown. So <laughs> yeah. we wrote the skin, the skin color song you saw today, right? and we made play out of it because we do... Kids need fun and they need love, and it's yeah. not scary to talk about skin color. Each one original, flash to the future, stories still the same, reflections of the past, gifts that we claim. One legend that was passed around. Everyone's skin was a different shade of brown. because a lot of our our books do stop there like right. or our sensibilities as a culture is just we're all different and it's okay that's not enough right mm. we're all different some of us get treated um, systematically unfair right. it's called discrimination <laughs> yes you know and yes. so if we're not ready to talk about that it's like that hurts it's hurting all of us yeah and then when the kids ask those questions and the parents are like Johnny what don't are you ask doing? You're so rude. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Don't like, offend the black man. man. Yeah. Let's, right. No, let's talk. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Get out of we're here. Me and yeah. Johnny, we're talking. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I mean, but that's interesting. So, like, in the concert setting that I just saw you all in, you open it up to feedback from kids. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that can that can go interesting, <laughs> interesting ways. Um, and, like, let's just get, you want to get heavy? Should we get heavy? So, there's a new album on the record, Walls. And that song is all, uh, I mean, your words, like mm-hmm. no spoilers, everyone go listen to it, but sum it up in, in sort of a sentence or two, what's the song about? Well, the word walls brings up a lot of things, I'm sure, to your listeners. And it's exactly what you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's really just a plea to communities, not a plea to the people building the wall. Mm-hmm. It's more of a plea to the community to understand that you do belong here. Not a border, not a wall, not a line in the sand could devise a plan to divide us again. No hay pared que puede parar comunidad, humanidad. Paramos juntos, no pueden amenazar. Todos nosotros no somos solos. We are familiar. My parents lead a life to feed us right. Even when sometimes all that we can eat is the beans and rice. It's like this is your home, and these walls can't stop this love that's already here. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, we're not. We're not talking to people building the wall we're talking to we're 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 taking care of the people that the wall is being built for right when we sat down to write the song um we actually sample ourselves which Uh is there's a song change the world that we wrote um on the ep when we're Uh testing Uh the material and it says you know imagine a world basically where people feel safe without borders or walls we wrote that in january while Obama was president a year ago, uh-huh. you know, imagine if we could really feel safe enough that we could be one humanity. Right. And we sampled that in the song, and oh, then nice. we're like, we did okay, that famous we... thing of pitching the voice up, you know, the Is that what that, thing. Okay, yes. that's what that was. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. So, yeah. and then uh, our DJ Juan with Possible, who you saw today, uh-huh. he wrote his verse, and it's bilingual. Yep. And what I notice about it is a lot of truths, like. Um, you know, we're looking for the same as you. Play a game or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, why you gotta call us names, you know? Mm-hmm. We wanna pl- stay in school. And it's yeah. like today, so um, I don't know when this will air, but we are still, the two of us are, and all of us are holding the, um, the end of DACA that's potentially coming and just this threat that is being posed to our people, which I believe that pe- dreamers are, are 
Americans that naturalization is just really a matter of fact thing that's easy to do. So I'll just put that in there and be political. You can stop if you want. <laughs> um, but how do we as um, American citizens, the three of us here, hold be allies to folks that we may not even know. So we were like, can we put a face to this? So you feel your heart is like a part of this? Because sometimes breaking bias is about knowing someone. It's like, oh, okay, actually people aren't like that or, you know, whatever. But um, we were writing this song and we wrote this chorus like three times. The first time we wrote it, we were like, no, that's not it. Then we were like, this is it. And we played it for our friends. They were like, no, you got to back up one. You need to, you know, you need to say these words. So we invited that um, activist into the album uh-huh. recording session. And so you hear Catavasco's voice say, yes, I, I am American. And she's a, you know, now famous undocumented queer artist mm-hmm. um, who is unafraid. And she kind of lifted us into a place of, being allies where we were like we want to be of service to you and she was like here's what we need to say you need to make us yeah feel safe and that you got our backs yeah and um yeah it's hard to sing a song like that or like just be in in the school today where um the faces of the kids second first second third generation families of all different cultures and just know that there's so much fear. And one of the educators said to us, you know, we're just trying to keep things joyful and we know that's important. So we have both, you know, but we also, part of joy is being like, I see I see the pain. Mm-hmm. The only one small gripe about it is that authenticity is key for us. So unless Juan is with us, we can't even perform that song. Right, right, <laughs> sure, right. sure, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. that's the, my only gripe with it is that, yeah. like, uh, too bad it's not a song that we could just always do. Right. But it's not going to be authentic if, if we do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, so I was, I'll just share how I felt. Yes, you please. Know, just during the concert in light of what you were all just saying and, like, I live south of where we are right now by the San Francisco airport and my community is, um, you know, the peninsula that we hear about all the time, fluent. Um, My kids have everything that they need. They're, you know, in a school that is funded and parents can have the discretionary income to donate more if need be. And then I was here today and in the back of my head, I'm thinking like, you know, I, I assumed and I know you should never assume, but I assumed that when I was looking at the audience of people that you were performing for, I was like, in this room are people who have been impacted by DACA positively. And in this room are kids who are te- who have been terrified that um, their parents were going to be taken away or their older siblings are going to be put in jail. And, um, and it really, this is our, you know, you all are on that side of the bay. Mm-hmm. Right. And then so there's the Oakland area, there's the San Francisco area, there's we are and we're in the middle. And the fact that it was 15 minutes from where I live right. was like, I know it's here. Mm-hmm. I know that there's mm-hmm. schools that are underfunded here. But I was so it, it just like hit me even more thinking about the message that you guys are putting out into the world, seeing the faces, seeing how into you all they were was like man like this is big and mm. i don't know if i'm emotionally ready for it but like you know mm. in in terms of like just being um so happy for you all yeah. and so proud of you all Thank for you. what you do and and for going there on this record and like thanks you know that's not a question more of a statement of like how yeah. how how it impacted me and i wish that other people and i hopefully that by hearing you all talk about it and by hearing what i saw and they'll mm-hmm. be able to you know support martin elementary school like yeah. there's others like it right in our neighborhood well totally what we wanted to do was like the the thing that y'all who are listening won't be able to see is the educators were so down for these kids like we asked them how the, the kids, how do you want to change the world? And every single child had an idea from really political movements to let's please be kind, let's not be rude, things that we need as adults. And yeah. the educators listened to every word, they danced every move, and they were like, we're going to follow through with our kids. So we're actually, I'm very moved to like launch some curriculum here because we they're change makers these kids undoubtedly and i think the reason they had such a good time and loved us is because they just saw themselves yeah like i really it wasn't even about us we 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 have a 
uh, contagious love, but it's like these kids were it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Particularly so, these yeah. ones. Um, so the new record, it sounds awesome. Thank like, you. Like it sounds like really well produced. Like there's good complicated stuff in there that I really liked. Um, right as a musician, like, like Rise, the remix yeah. at the end, I'm yeah. like, hell, <laughs> where did that come from? Um, <laughs> and, yeah, right. Tico Shimon. So, um, and you know, oh, who is a uh, who's the the freestyler? It, I don't know if it's freestylers, but the rappers on uh, on the corner. Oh on yeah, on the corner. That's my son, Tommy the Third. Oh yeah, and his homie, uh -huh. uh, Kali. De Jesus, um, they they wrote that. They for their talent show this past year, they sang our song "Change the World." Uh -huh. But in the middle of it, they asked me to remix it and freak the song a little bit so that they can rap in it too. So, Kali Tommy sang Caitlyn's verse, Kali sang my verse, and then they both rapped in it. And you know, they threw a bunch of words on a paper. They wanted to make this racism fall works. apart. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to, you know, talk about him being black and Chicano. They wanted to talk about their their identity and like all of these things and representing their school and their people. Uh -huh. And so I just put all those words in and made that that rap for yeah. them. Um, and I've maintained that they wrote it because it's all their words. I just arranged the words in the right places yeah. to make it what it was. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. Um, and so that's like the second one I did with them. The the first one they they rapped about being fresh uh -huh. and what's fresh, like playing your like your life like you're on a court. Uh -huh. You know what fresh. I mean? Like yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, dang, let's keep going. And this this ain't the end. They already expressed that they want to get to a place where they can arrange their own raps. Really? Yeah. So nice. until they can, they're gonna be giving me word collages yeah. Yeah. so that yeah. I can so write can raps with them. But it's cool because there's a young girl named Zion who's on the album. You'll hear her everywhere. And she did the end of that rap, uh -huh. You Are You, I Am Me, You yeah. and Me, I Am I. And yeah. um, the three of them uh, did that at the Oakland Museum like with probably 500 people all around them. They're in the center of the cipher in the circle. And just we give the kids the mic, and then it's like, that yeah, kind of fire crazy yeah so. <clears throat> they can they can stick to the beat this oh, oh man please, this please. kid zion when she came to the studio we asked we asked they, they're all from also. a they're all from a group called young gifted and black uh-huh which does like history like black history poetry and raps um in a nutshell uh -huh. <laughs> um but when we asked her to come into the studio she was right at home it was her first time Really? She was so at home. She left there, went home, and wrote a song on her own. Yeah. So you'll be seeing her. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, you're going to be seeing. Like, and yeah. But she's the voice on the woke interlude where uh -huh. we ask the kids, what does woke mean to you? Yeah. yeah. And she really phrases it in a way that you're just, it's so inviting. It's like, just try. Same thing. Try to challenge yourself to do something else or like to believe something or give it a chance. Just try. Yeah, just try. Just try. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm impressed with the the way that you handle the educational side of things. Yeah. You know, um, mm -hmm. speaking about teachers as educators rather than just teachers and um, acknowledging them during the show. And cool. do, do you all have... Oh, all right. So we'll get to that next part in a second. But like, do you <laughs> have education backgrounds or is this just something that is in your guts? We've been teaching artists for... Since years. the late 90s. Yeah. yeah. And I, I did curriculum. I mean, in, in college, like, I did a lot of curriculum writing and teaching. But really, um, I think every children's music performer, if they're, like, doing artist engagement in their shows, is, like, understands right. education and right. has to because yeah. you understand that kids express themselves in different ways. And this one <clears> might... <throat> 
be a listener and not actually do any moves. They might come on stage and think they're doing them, but they're just standing there. So it's like having this compassion of understanding our like modalities of like being, you're in. So yeah, yeah, so we're on board with these. And we always have worked with like advisors and, and we learn from so many different teaching artists too. There's so many like incredible models out there for like how to be a better facilitator, share the mic, blah, blah, blah. At one point, Want it to be like the ultimate teacher's aid. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like yeah. you know, a TA, uh-huh. um, teaching artist, teaching aid. But I never, I I felt sorry for teachers with credentials because they there's so many laws and so many things they can't say because of the law and because uh-huh. of this. And I was always like, well, I'm gonna be the one that can come into your classroom and say it for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, I was totally. I always wanted to be that person. Yeah. And I never like I'm I was so happy I didn't have that credential because yeah. I was like I'm going to save you cuz you can't say this but I know you want to. Yeah. You know, and uh it got me in trouble a lot. But um <laughs> it also got a lot of things out there. Right. Yeah. So right. how can we find you? Website, Facebook, boom, yeah. boom. we're boom, everything boom. alphabet rockers. Dot com, uh-huh. Facebook, YouTube, uh-huh. at, at, <laughs> at on everything. Yeah, and we're gonna actually be streaming the music from riseshinewoke.com by the time this is live, so you All guys right. can be a part of this movement. Over the next month or so, we're gonna have like this really deluxe packaging with conversation cards for families and just like more tools. Because once you're in, like you've listened to the album. Yeah. Like, you're like, I'll listen to that again. It's really, like, good listening music. Yep. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's, like, all these kids laughing and talking about, like, how can you be an ally? How can you be a friend? Like, it's being authentic and being about this is fun. Yep. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, cha- the charge <laughs> that we are charging people with is, um, like we said, you can stream it. So, you're going to be hearing it for free. Um so what are you going to do once you have this knowledge? Like, how are you going to share it? Who are yeah. you going to buy it for? Yeah. Who are you going to enlist to hold a meeting to listen to the album as a, as a few families together for this gateway, this entry point yeah. into this conversation? Yeah. Like, how, how are you going to put this into your everyday life? Who are you going to who are you going to give it to that's going to make sure Michelle Obama hears it? Like, there's so much word of mouth and degrees of separation. Like, yeah. how, like how are we gonna do that? Like, yeah. and there's there's the charge. Yeah. Like, you get to listen to the music. When it does something to you, what are you? What how are you gonna, gonna affect someone yeah. else with it? You know? Yeah, Michelle, uh, if you're listening, they're very good people. You should support <laughs> the album yeah. as much as possible. Um, well, thank you guys for your time. I know you've Thanks, had Mike. two concerts talking to me. We got deep. We got heavy. We got We're serious. Lucky. But uh, it was really fun to get to know Hopefully you. Hopefully it's truly good stuff. Thank you to Tommy and Caitlin from the Alphabet Rockers for spending time with me and inviting me to their show at Martin Elementary School. I want to thank the students and teachers there for being such great hosts to me and to the Alphabet Rockers. I want to thank Beth from Sugar Mountain PR for hooking me up for this conversation. I hope you all enjoyed. If you need anything related to the Good Stuff Kids podcast, go to www.goodstuffpod.com. Send me an email, mike at goodstuffpod.com. Rate, review on iTunes. That would be sweet. I would really enjoy that. It would mean a lot. Talk to you all very, very soon. Here is Shine by the Alphabet Rockers off of their brand new record, Rise, Shine, Woke. This is important music. Share it with friends. Share it with your kids. Start the conversation. We can be the agents of change. Some followers probably like a million Smile so big that it's looking like the ceiling's gone You be like, is that the sun? Nope, it's just a bright one Shades on, take a look, look at this complexity Not just a star, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a galaxy I'm the Big Bang, written in the black stars Everything that's beautiful has me up at the start My dreams are awakening, everybody 
sleeping in. Follow my light, tis the life we should be leading. My imagination is the fire, earth is my knowledge. Wind is my word, flow like water, that's my, that's my power. Let the sun shine in, shine in my beautiful skin. Pyramids on me. I can fly like Pharaoh and Cleopatra did. I sing loudly, yes, I speak clearly. When it's about my skin, my hair, my prayers, my family. Cause I'm a bird in the sky, not like a birdcage. Farming out a true path right up to center stage. Making my voice a tradition, not a holiday. It's more than a month, man. My history is every day. And every day I pray for Tyler. Yes, I do. I pray for you that you get tired of tight in a pair of my shoes. My skin, on my hair, on my clothes, my rights, on my life with the light on my skin, then we can. Stuff.